Hello, Michael Lombardo here, host of Awaken Podcast. I want to personally invite you to Awaken Dallas. I'm the pastor of a church in North Dallas, and I want to tell you a little bit about us. Our vision statement is to know Jesus deeply and to live for him passionately. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that's what we're all about, abiding in him, knowing Jesus deeply and expressing him in the world, that we could practice his presence, we could live from his presence, we can commune with him because of what he did for us. Our mission statement is to ignite a movement of spirit-filled disciples. Disciples is a key word here. Disciples because we sit at his feet, because we're students and he is the teacher, because we want to listen to his words and we want to walk in his ways more than anything else. To ignite a movement of spirit-filled disciples that burn with first love, passion for Jesus, and who are equipped to bring the gospel to this world in love and power. We must live in that place of first love, devotion, and passion that fuels by the grace of God, a lifestyle of holiness, a lifestyle of freedom, a lifestyle of power, a lifestyle of bringing the gospel to our schools, our workplaces, our our friends, our family, to our city, and to the nations of the world. And there's four pillars, our core values, what we're all about at Awaken Dallas. One, the presence of God. It is his presence that transforms us and changes us in his presence. It says in Psalm 16, there is fullness of joy at his right hand pleasure forevermore. If we're satisfied in him and walk with him daily, we will not be tempted to go to the false pleasures, the inferior pleasures of this world, because we'll be living in him, the pleasure we were created for, intimacy, walking with him, loving him. Number two, the second pillar is equipping. We are all about equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. We need fathers and mothers in our life. We need the word of God as the firm foundation of our lives, because when we know the truth, the truth sets us free. And so we're passionate about equipping the different individuals in our body, the body of Christ, to be who they are, to know who they are, and to walk out who they are in the world. Number three, our third pillar is missions or mission. We are a church on mission together. We believe that we have a mission field for our families, a mission field, like I said, our schools, mission field in our city, and there's a mission field in the nations. We want to empower even missionaries and send missionaries. We have a calling on our lives to affect the world with the gospel. Number four is family. We all need a spiritual family. We all need a community where iron sharpens iron, where we have friendships because the kingdom moves forward at the pace of relationships, because we need one another to step into the fullness of what God has called us to. And so if you are looking for a body that is going after the fullness of God, not only individually, but corporately, we want to walk in the fullness of all that Jesus paid for. We want to know him deeply, want to live for him passionately. Come and visit us at Awaken Dallas. You can go to our website, awakendallas.com, and everything will be in the description section below. Hello, Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. It is my joy to be with you guys today. We had a couple weeks with no podcast, but we've got some great ones in the near future here. And so keep tuning in. If you are new to Awaken Podcast, we have a new show releasing 
every Monday on charismapodcastnetwork.com. You could also go to Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Audible, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can tune in. You could also go to our website. You can go to awakendallas.com if you want to find out about Awaken Dallas, the church my wife and I planted um, that launched out on Resurrection Sunday, and so you'll find out about our heart, our mission, our values. You can go to the website there. There's over 200 and I think 35 episodes of Awaken Podcast now. You could also go to YouTube. And um, if you subscribe on there, I think there's most of our podcasts are on our YouTube channel for a little while. It was just audio. But even before we started doing Awaken Podcast, there was a lot of live streaming shows that I had with Prophet James Gall and Patricia King and many others. Amazing voices in the body of Christ. It's just hours of free content that is there for you to receive from. Um, Lots of ministry time on there. And so go ahead to YouTube if you want. You can subscribe. You can like. You can comment to help get this out to more people so they could be stirred, they could be challenged, they could be awakened by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I've got an incredible guest on my show here today. She's been a friend of mine for many years and she's in the studio. Her name is Julie Richardson. And so welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And so um, Julie, I went to Christ for the Nations Institute for three years. That's where I met Julie. We were close friends all throughout that time. And then I wound up in Mozambique, Africa um, with Heidi Baker's ministry for her harvest school. And Julie was there for that as well. I was there when you and Selena met. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she was. And the joy of the Lord was hitting you. I remember... Yes, we'd hear Julie from across the way. We'd just be like, who's that laughing? It was Julie, just like the joy of the Lord hitting you. And so, but yeah, that was a special time. And so, um, and we've stayed connected over the years, especially the past year or so, because Mm -hmm. we're both in Dallas and we kind of realized that and we reconnected and all of that. And so I love Julie. I love her heart for children. Um, And so she served as a children's, um, she served in children's ministry for over 17 years. And she graduated from the children and families major at Christ for the Nations Institute. She also attended Iris Harvest School in Mozambique, Africa. She came back to Dallas to serve at uh, the Kids for the Nations as an assistant director. She's been a guest speaker at Kids for the Nations, which is um, KFN, which is from Christ for the Nations as well. It's an awesome camp for children that happens every single summer. Um, She served also as the children's pastor at Storehouse Church in Dallas as well. Julie travels. She does trainings for kids pastors in the U.S. and Bulgaria. She does a lot of missions. Missions is on her heart. She pours in the children around the world. And she also has a podcast entitled Turn the Heart which you should definitely <laughs> tap into. She's incredible guests on. Uh, her daughter is often on with her yeah. and they talk about, um, I'll have you share about that actually. Okay. But, um, and so tell us a little bit about how, um, first tell us about the podcast actually. Let's go there. Okay. Well, Turn the Hearts kind of started with something that was going on with me and my dad and just seeing that reconciliation between children and father and our hearts turning towards each other. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, man, I'd really, oh, I felt the Lord telling me to do it and I was disobeying for a long time actually. (laughs) And he kept like giving (laughs) me stuff to do it. And so finally after a couple of years, you know, my my Aaron, my husband's a planner and he was like, you should really plan before you start. And I said, no, I think I need to start because I'm I've yeah. been disobeying a long time. So I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> yeah. But I really just wanted to, like, tell people what was going on around the world with kids ministry sure. to bring the generations together. Mm-hmm. So not just be about kids ministry, but what God's doing in people's hearts, the mm-hmm. older generation, the younger. So it's just bringing people together and sure. just interviewing different people and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. with kids or the generation so yeah 
A lot of times it's just interesting. You say, I appreciate your being candid there. Like a lot of times we make it bigger than it needs to be. And we feel like we need to have all of our ducks in a row to do something that God has called us to do. Or hey, we need to have this big production or whatever. But a lot of times it's just simple act of obedience. Awaken podcast started with me just going on live. I just press the live button on Facebook and you yeah. know what I mean? And then God does what he wants and you do it in excellence yeah. over time and everything. But And I called you for your wisdom. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, I have to obey. <laughs> How do I do this? <laughs> yeah, that's been happening a lot lately, actually, really? which is pretty interesting. But that's that's cool. And so um, I know you have a passion for children. Mm-hmm. And I know like Malachi chapter four, where it talks about turning the hearts of the fathers mm-hmm. to the children and the children to the fathers. I know this is something that burns on the yeah. inside of you. And I know at Christ for the Nations, I'm sure the Lord did a lot in you during that time. Oh, yeah. Um, but it, it may have even happened before that. I don't know. But when when was it where the Lord really began to give you a passion for children's ministry to the point where you're laying your whole life down for this? And so, <laughs> Well, I can see it as a little girl because mm-hmm. I would actually do stuff playing that I see now is in kids ministry. Yeah. Which is interesting. It was almost like the Holy Spirit was training me. Mm-hmm. And then... I really kind of fell away from Lord, but when I came back, I started really discovering the Holy Spirit, prophecy, had no grade for it before, but I kept getting words about kids. Wow. And then somebody was like, you know, if you keep getting the same word, it's probably because you're disobeying. And I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) what do you want me to do? Sure, yeah. Which then sent me to Christ for the Nations, but I was going for missions. Okay. And they have that yeah. day you travel and go check out the different majors. And I mm-hmm. ended up in children and family because I'm like, why not? I got extra time, you know? Sure, sure. And I won something and I never win anything. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I think the Lord really wants me to be here. <laughs> and he did. Yeah, like yeah. it just lit me on fire. Mm-hmm. And I was under Miss Connie McKenzie. She's and, amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. She just burns for, you know, children's ministry and people seeing how important, mm-hmm. you know, it is to minister to kids and, um, that it's God's heart. And I've noticed like our hearts burn the same, mm-hmm. which was such an honor to work for her too, 100%. because she really, mm-hmm. she really kind of kindled what God put in me sure, and trained me and gave me opportunity. Yeah. And it just went from there. Mm-hmm. I know you sit under a leader like that and you receive mm-hmm. her impartation. You serve her, you honor yeah. her and you receive, you sit down with Miss Connie for like five minutes and you just get like, just, just like she just unloads her passion for kids ministry. Oh, yeah. She's just feeling the presence of God and she's pouring out her passion for kids ministry. Yeah. And so um, that's beautiful. Yeah. She still gives me opportunity. He calls me up. Yeah. Gives me n- a new challenge that stretches me. <laughs> oh, 100%. I'm like, all right, let's do this. That's the beautiful thing about yeah. a spiritual father and mother. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Someone that can call you higher, challenge you, pour into yeah. you, give you opportunity. Someone that yeah. can love on you and part gifts into you. Mm-hmm. It's so needed in the mm-hmm. body of Christ. Which right is a now. little reflection, tiny reflection of kids <laughs> ministry because someone giving you an opportunity, whether you do it perfect or not. Yeah. You know, and you probably are going to make mistakes when you're first starting out, but they let you Mm -hmm. and then they continue to give you opportunity. Mm -hmm. Like even if you didn't do it perfect, I feel like Mm -hmm. she's done that for me. And it's also really ministered to me for kids. Like you can't control what's going to happen. You know, it might not end up being perfect, but you got to give people opportunities for what God's put in us to come out. Mm -hmm. And kids are like that. You know, you got to give them space and opportunity oh yeah to be who they were created to be Mm -hmm. i know especially in the church now it's hard when you have 
when you when you're thinking about yourself and growing your ministry or growing your church, you want everything to go perfectly, right? And then yeah. a lot of times leaders do so much themselves. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's that's just a reflection of Miss Connie's heart. Mm-hmm. It was for children and it's for equipping people. Mm-hmm. It's for raising up an army. Yeah. She she's a she's a mama and, and mm-hmm. you gotta be willing to get in the trenches and have a little bit of some messes here and there and clean them up because you're empowering people in the process yes. and you're teaching people in the process. And so I wanna I wanna talk to you about kids. Um okay. because children are powerful and i just feel like um over the years in the church we're coming into a revelation now there's many churches in the body of christ right now that are recognizing the importance of children ministry especially Mm -hmm. or just children in general or just the whole family unit being vital and important um not just the parents and not just you know equipping the parents but the children as well but especially now when children are such like they're just under fire Mm -hmm. like you know the enemy is after children Mm -hmm. he's after their identity he's he's trying to put confusion in them Mm -hmm. he's trying to destroy children through the parents and so mm-hmm. you know the family unit and children are under attack right now mm-hmm. and so but the body of Christ is hearing the spirit of the Lord yeah. you know and him highlighting just the importance of children and ministry mm-hmm. and so I just you know a lot of times kids ministry was just go in the back watch the kids or the parents receive yes and yes. I know I know your heart burns differently <laughs> it has been it has been like that yeah. for a long time and for us like I'm, I'm grateful being a part of Iris because they always had children lay hands on the sick Mm-hmm. Heidi Baker is always, you know, having children cast out demons, pray for the sick. Mm-hmm. You know, she'd be praying, but through the kids, empowering them to lay hands. And it was just like, wow, that is, that was very impactful for me, mm-hmm. very eye opening for me. And it made me realize, like, when I have children, I want them to hear the voice of God. Yeah. I want to teach them how to hear the voice of God. And I've seen that play out in my family. But maybe we'll talk a little bit about kind of the progress the church is making <laughs> from just having the <laughs> yeah. having the children in the back giving them snacks, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Into like this revelation that we're coming into now that, wow, we need to equip the children as an army. Yes. In the yeah. body. Okay. Well, here's a fact I think a lot of people don't know that yeah. Sunday school started in the 1800s and it was started for homeless kids Oh wow! because they didn't have parents to teach them. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is Deuteronomy 6, which mm-hmm. you have to remember that I think always is the Lord is telling the parents. Mm-hmm. And when you walk along the road, when you're sitting down to me, like, tell them about me, tell them about me. It's going from like morning to night. That's right. The parents And you have the most hours with your child. Mm -hmm. So it was the parents' responsibility. Absolutely. So then Sunday school started, but it's really shifted in our culture to, it's almost like we can't do church without kids ministry. Almost like you can see some people, it's like an impossibility. Like Mm -hmm. I I can't go to church and be in the service with my children. (laughs) You know, and and for me, like, I'm like, what did God do, though, before Sunday school started from the beginning of time? Like, he somehow (laughs) passed on, you know, himself and Jesus Uh through the generations, and it was Mm -hmm. possible. But just now, and since the Mm -hmm. 1800s, and Sunday school's kind of grown and become a big thing, and it's Mm -hmm. not bad, Mm -hmm. you know, but there has to be a coming together. I think that's God's design. And somehow we've become like super separate. It's become babysitting. Yeah. You know, as a children's pastor, I've had people kind of, um, when they drop their kids off, it's like, oh, I'm so glad my kid got in because I have to go worship. I have to go to blah, blah, blah. Almost like it was separate or like, this is my only time away from my kids. Mm -hmm. And it grieved me Mm -hmm. because I was like, you know, this is a good thing. But like, wow, the posture of our heart really when we're mm-hmm. coming to church is about ourself. Mm-hmm. And I was even feeling convicted about that as a sure. children's pastor that, you know, about church being about self. But mm-hmm. really where we get fed is in the prayer closet and yeah. making that time, not church. Sure. 
and just I don't know. I started mm-hmm. feeling grieved of the separation. Sure. In church for the generations, and it was like we have to have where we come together. A hundred percent. Because God said you can't enter the kingdom of God unless you enter like a child. Well, how do you know that if you're never with them? How are you going to learn that from them if you're never with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree absolutely. And so, um, so in terms of what have you been, what have you been seeing? Like this, because I know you've been, you've been, I see you on Monday sets at Upper Room, <laughs> and I love the space they make for children. Oh, yeah. I love the space that Jonathan Lewis and that team makes for children. The Zion Project. Oh, yeah, Zion Project. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've seen churches that, you know, they do family days where they bring kids in. And mm-hmm. I know that there's, there's, we're like, we're pressing in as a body to try to figure yes. out how do we as a family yeah. really at the same time like children also need play and children also need mm-hmm. to receive and have that time amongst peers and adults yes. do need some time to be equipped yeah maybe to talk about even sensitive subjects not yes. around their children but yes. then also how do we come together and so i know this has been a journey that that you've been on yeah. personally and so, <clears throat> i don't i for a couple years i'm like i don't know what this looks like because i sure. felt like the lord does want to do something new I'm, i've been just asking him questions like is this your model because mm-hmm. it seems so unfruitful. It's always mm-hmm. everybody's struggling to get volunteers and nobody wants to be back there. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't sound like the kingdom to me, Sure, you know? And so just asking the Lord, like, what does this look like? I feel like you're doing something new, but maybe it's not really new. You're mm-hmm. just bringing it back or, you know, mm-hmm. wanting your heart expressed for kids and just really like hungering and desiring for that. And sure. ended up, you know, um, at the prayer room on Mondays because I was leading a prayer set, but my kid was in the back being babysat. And I started feeling convicted, like, this is not who I am. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to do this, but I want to do it with her. Sure. And so I found that set where it was like, wow, she enjoys being here. I enjoy being here. And we can go after God together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because Bill Johnson says, get your kids in the presence and God will rewire them. So I want her to be in the presence. And I would sit there and cry because... There were just moments in that set where they had the sensitivity of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit to to let the kids lead or see sure. what the kids were doing and follow them. Mm-hmm. You know, one time, Jonathan, there was a baby leaving because it was crying and he stopped everything. I mean, you got to think they're <laughs> like, you know, live streaming their sets. Sure. So it's not a big thing to be like, stop. You know, It is mm-hmm. a big thing, actually, just to be a stop, you know, sure. and he says, don't let the baby leave. Mm-hmm. bring the baby back in. I feel the Holy Spirit on the yeah. baby. And the mom was kind of shocked. Like what? Because most of the time you feel embarrassed. Your kid's sure, crying. Yeah, yeah, you want to get the kid out. Yeah. yeah. I've even been asked, can you tell that person to leave? Mm-hmm. You know, because their baby's crying. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. You know? Mm-hmm. And like, but you know, he had the sensitivity to like, Wow, I feel the Lord on that. Some ministers have even called it out. Like, can you get that? You know, yeah. in, in, in like a in a in a public setting, like not even privately whispering this. No, somebody. privately whisper that. to me to do it. Oh, oh you've first, seen that? Yeah. I've seen it even yeah. publicly, like in front yeah. of everybody. Yeah, yeah. So he's recognized that they he, the baby comes back in with the mom, and the Holy Spirit breaks out. Yeah. There was another time I'm like dancing with the kids on the side, and they start screaming and like I don't go to church there, so I was kind of like oh, I don't really know the protocol. Like, am I like you know, I'm like worrying about what people are thinking and I want to like honor what's going on. So I was like kind of hushing them. And then Abigail, who's like um, her and her husband do Zion Project, comes yeah. over. She goes, I, and I was like, oh, no, what's she going to say to me? She's like, um, I'd like the kids to come to the front and keep doing what they're doing. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh. And so they all came to the front, just 
release them to scream and, mm. and run and do what they're doing. All of a sudden, Holy Spirit breaks out and everyone starts jumping in and following them. And I was like, wow, Lord, I, I would, I've been in kids ministry a long time. I almost missed what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I almost missed. And so I've actually been sitting there and I feel like I've been like learning myself sure. this new thing. I feel like they really do follow the Lord. They kind of have caught like, I feel like the heart of the Lord mm-hmm. of what he's trying to do in this time yeah. of them being a part, following them. Because Lana Vowser said that word like mm. a couple years ago, the chair, the children are going to lead. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, yeah, you know, and right before that, the Lord told me to back off what I was doing because my daughter was going to teach me. Mm. the new that was coming. So mm-hmm. it really resonated with me when mm-hmm. she said that. And I kind of was like, well, if we believe this, like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. What are we giving space mm-hmm. for them to lead? Are we giving space for them to maybe grab the mic and lead worship? Sure. Are we giving mm-hmm. space for them to pray or like, you know, upper room lets the kids lead everybody in dance. In the front. So beautiful. I love that. Um, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. are we giving them space? And I see them giving space for that mm-hmm. and just letting the Lord yeah, you know, sure. have this opportunity to move through these children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that set. Mm-hmm. And I think <clears throat> this is because there's there's a lot here. But yeah. when it comes to so with kids ministry, yes. And so when it comes to like even equipping families, right, because I'm thinking mm-hmm. about this myself personally, pastoring, yeah. leading people like aside from us gathering together, because that's very important. I think that a culture needs to be built in a church. Number one, that yeah. we care about the family and yeah. we care about children mm-hmm. and to be able to have these times where we incorporate children in mm-hmm. worship and the whole, the family's involved and have family days where all the, and we're not putting the, and you know, and also children's ministry for not to just be to you know, playing in the back and yeah. games, but or veggie tales, or don't veg- do veggie tales, please. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like I told like Remy who right now is over our, you know, yeah. the children's area, like she's got flags, Awesome. You know, they're they're worshiping back there and then they mm-hmm. always have something. They're praying for the kids, the older kids praying for each other. Yeah. They try to always just like, we, the Holy Spirit, touch these children. You yeah. know what I mean? Which it's, my daughter loves. Oh, yeah. Remy and your kids' ministry. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We love JJ. She's yeah. the best. Say a lot. They're, they're close. Oh, they're yeah. like, they love each other. Um, and so I'm just thinking about ways too, like, how can we. Because I'm an equipper in nature. I'm like, how do we mm-hmm. take this out of this just gathering, you know, our gathering yeah. times? We could, we could expand in our gathering times. But how do we teach families how to bring this home? Yeah. You know, and how do parents just not go through the routines, make the meals, do the laundry, mm-hmm. l- live your lives separately? Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like there, there hasn't been much of a value on children and what children bring to the table in a family. Yeah. Uh, because what my children bring to the table is extremely valuable yeah. in our in, in our family. And we're, we're talking about this a little bit beforehand. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, when it comes to my daughter, she's drawn pictures. My daughter's mm-hmm. very prophetic. She's mm-hmm. seven years old. She she doesn't know it. She doesn't really know what prophetic is too yeah. much. You know, she knows you could hear from God. <laughs> Which is the beauty of children because they don't know. So when it comes out, it's just like you can't wow. deny oh, like, oh, that's the Lord. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so she doesn't know the terminology prophetic, but she yeah. knows she could hear God. Mm-hmm. And she could speak what God is saying. And I'm grateful even Upper Room has, you know, taught my, you know, yeah. my, my daughter went to school there. And so yeah. they taught her a lot of that, too. But um, my daughter will draw paintings and she'll have no clue what she's doing. And she'll just mm-hmm. give it to a family member or a friend. And they'll be like, did you tell her I was going through this? <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like, no, we did. No, no, I had no clue. 
It was yeah. like she drew something so prophetic, so in their hearts. Mm-hmm. And what my daughter drew was was a confirmation to them and something so beautiful. Yeah. And then even with my son, he's got such high discernment. My yeah. son is a feeler. He's got that discerning of spirits, <laughs> that discerning nature. There was a time at our house where we had like 20 people over from, you know, I'm, I'm in the mm-hmm. business world too, I, you know, with, uh, yeah. with the roofing company. We, we would always bring over the new people to our house sometimes and we would just, you know, have fellowship. We would, you know, cook out and stuff. And so, but my son, he, he, he was young. He was like three years mm-hmm. old and he would not stop crying the entire, mm-hmm. and there was like 20, 25 people. We couldn't get him. Yeah. People were looking like, what's wrong with this kid? He was screaming for like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. And then this one family left, one family left. They had four kids, yeah. one family left and he calmed down and he was happy as a clam the rest of the time. And there were still, the people say, oh, maybe there's too many people here. There were still 18 people, 20 people at the house, mm-hmm. you know, but I always kind of knew there was something a little bit going on personally mm-hmm. within that that wasn't yeah. 100% right. And there was times where he got around somebody in public and he'll just like come up next to us and just like hide. Yeah. And then I'll, because I've got a, a discerning gift too, I'll look up and be like, mm, there's some kind of perversion or there's some kind of, yeah. this guy's drunk or this guy has got some kind of issue or whatever. And I'll be like, my son's sensing that off of that individual yeah. right now. Yeah. And there's been times where he just loves people. Like he just warms up to somebody real fast and it's just like, well, this person's pure. Mm-hmm. Like this person's got integrity. Like I know this person, <laughs> they shine Jesus and he feels real comfortable around them. Mm-hmm. And so like, I've learned from my children now we're talking about learning from your kids. Yeah. Like my wife calls my son a gatekeeper in our house because we kind of realize like, if he's uncomfortable, we should be uncomfortable. We should if be he's listening happy, to him. We should be yeah. listening to what he's feeling. Yeah. And so we need to teach families that though, because yeah. I feel like, I agree. We don't we don't teach the value of that. We think, well, well, let's wait till they get older and out of the house where they could really receive yeah. God and be used. Or we in the overlook gifting. it like sometimes I think kids who have gifts like that get punished or we're like parenting the thing instead of realizing like be nice to them who are they Mm -hmm. what's going on Holy Spirit what are their giftings I think discover asking the Lord who are they at a young age and really seeking that out is important and like how do I parent like I always ask the Holy Spirit like help me parent because you know everything about her yeah and you know way more than me and Mm -hmm. I'm in a growing process her whole life to Mm -hmm. discover her so help me parent, sure. you know, and discovering those giftings in them because they are very valuable. They're not small. The Lord's not, I'm going to give you a portion of me mm-hmm. and each age, I'm going to give you a little more portion of my Holy <laughs> Spirit. You yeah. know, he's like, you know, you've got yeah. the fullness. Yeah. They have the fullness. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just training them and helping them and recognizing and not like pushing it by or, mm-hmm. you know, just thinking, oh, they're just playing or they're just moody today or sometimes it really is something mm-hmm. that you know the lord's doing and mm-hmm. we need to honor that as a children's pastor i always would tell parents like pay attention to your kids dreams mm. oh yeah my daughter has dreams all the time sometimes they're wacky right You're like i don't know if that's god yeah. that might be but sometimes it's <laughs> but like sometimes Whoa. they really are like that was the lord he's telling us something yeah yeah and mm-hmm. we as adults can discern that and help them mm-hmm. you know and my daughter and i will have almost similar dreams the same night a lot that happened to my wife and my daughter a couple times. Yeah. It helps me realize, oh, my dreams are really important. Because mm-hmm. if the Lord's given it to both of us, I need mm-hmm. to pay attention to this and not just pass it by. Oh, yeah. There was one night where I was feeling like there was like a darkness. It was just kind of like, like an attack of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And it was it kind of slept in at, at nighttime. And I was like, what's going on? Yeah. My daughter had a dream of a snake. She woke up. 
Yeah. And she like a scary dream of a snake. And then my wife had the same dream that night. Yeah. And we just, we, we prayed over my daughter and then we prayed over my wife. We walked around the house. We worshiped. I was just like, I don't yeah. know what the enemy's doing, but both my, my daughter and my <laughs> wife both got the same dream yeah. of the enemy trying to come. Like that's, that's special insight that God yeah. gives us and he's giving it to our children too. Yeah. And for them to know as children, like, Hey, the Lord's showing you something really special. And as a family now, we know this information mm-hmm. and the Lord's protecting us. Mm-hmm. For them to see like, God's my protector. Mm-hmm. And he used me in that, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and recognizing those things going on. Even at this Monday at the, um, for the prayer set, yeah, I look over at my daughter, she's asking me like how to spell words. And I'm like, okay, she's spelling awesome. Like yeah. <laughs> she's learning to sure. read and write. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. But then also I realized she's like asking me to write, like to tell, to tell her how to spell yeah. the new season. And oh, she had wow. drawn a tree with fruits, which was like, Really what, you know, me and my husband have been feeling for us. And she's just drawing that out in the prayer set. So drawing, I think, is a very major thing Mm -hmm. to like, that's how kids can communicate better than with their words. Mm -hmm. It's like they just, their heart comes out. Mm -hmm. I think drawing's a really good way to discover like who they are and let those Mm. giftings come out and play. Mm -hmm. Like what I want to teach her spiritually, I'll sometimes sit on the floor and play. Sure. Because that's their language. Mm-hmm. So they really understand play. So mm-hmm. I can take things, even like teaching about prayer, or teaching about worship with like a little Lego figure and mm-hmm. play that out. And I, I and I give her time to freely be in charge of the play. And then sure. sometimes I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to play what I want to play now and let's play this. And sure. I'll take deep things or Bible lessons and do it as we're like connecting yeah. and playing. Yeah. It's like... um. Yeah, even even the imagination. God mm-hmm. gave us an imagination. Yeah. Kids do really good at oh, using yeah. their imagination. And yeah. oftentimes me as someone I'm like I um I see mm-hmm. and so I get pictures a lot when I hear from God. Yeah. And so I know I get it on the in the eyes of my imagination. And God gave us an imagination as mm-hmm. like a tapestry to, to paint pictures and, and send messages to us. And yeah. so I'll even teach my daughter, like, let's pray right now and let's let's get quiet and what are you seeing? Yeah. What are you feeling? Just so they could learn to hear the voice of God and discern. And then I see this picture. Okay, well, let's ask God what that picture is about. And sometimes it's like very like, wow, that's, that's beautiful. Like that's the Lord speaking through a picture of a tree, like you said, or a picture of soil or a seed. Like, oh, let's, let's dive into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, my wife one time said, you know, should we, we pulled my daughter to the side and I forgot why we did it, but we just said, let's pray and ask Jesus if he wants to say something to us. Okay. And so we sat there in silence and my daughter closed her eyes. She was like four or five years old. Uh And she said, Oh, mommy. She's like after 15 seconds, she goes, oh, mommy, this person said, and it was, she told us a story that was like dangerous. Somebody said, oh, there was like pills that were, that were on the table. Yeah. She said, this person told me that if I eat those pills, I'll see Jesus. Like meaning like you'll die. I'll go to hell. Like, like almost like a warning, but in her little mind, she didn't understand the concept. Yeah. And so she thought like, if I eat these, maybe I'll see Jesus or go to heaven or whatever. When that person was just trying to communicate, don't eat these, you'll die. You know what I mean? Like, and I remember like, this is why that person said that. And we communicated that with her because maybe that was a Lord saying like, this is something Mm -hmm. she misunderstood and this will be a protection for her. Cause who knows in her little mind, maybe she wants to see Jesus and she thinks that's the way to, or whatever, like the wires got crossed. Yeah. And so we had a good little moment with her where we kind of explained and then we prayed over her and then moved Mm -hmm. on with our lives. But why would the Lord bring that little, thought into her head while we're mm-hmm. asking for the Lord to tell us something. Yeah. And she's the one that heard. It wasn't my wife and I. We sat there in peace and it was my daughter that had a memory come back to her. And yeah. so 
I could tell you like story after story of like my, my children hearing from God and bringing mm-hmm. so much protection, bringing so much mm-hmm. hope, bringing so much encouragement into our family. And mm-hmm. like, like, like you said, talking to God about who is this child, like yeah. even in the naming of our children, yeah. I think is so oh, yeah. important. Yeah. Because it speaks identity over them. Like who are they and how we, mm-hmm. how we to direct them and point them. Or Michael. Yes. Come on. Okay. Give it. Bring it. Bring it. Even in the womb. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Like ministry to baby in the womb. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, John the Baptist's father. Yeah. The angel shows up to him in Luke 1 and says, oh, you're going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And this is who he is and speaks identity of the baby. Mm-hmm. And he responds in doubt. Mm-hmm. The angel repeats again the identity of the baby and then says, mm-hmm. now your mouth's going to be shut. Yep. And his voice didn't come back until he wrote and came into agreement with who the child was. Mm. And that even in the womb, the Lord, the identity and what is spoken is so important. He shut the mouth of that father that was in doubt. Mm -hmm. And that baby leaped. Like that baby knew its identity. When Jesus came (laughs) close by, he leaped and was filled with the Holy Spirit. He basically stepped into his identity. It was already Mm -hmm. in him, but yeah, sure. in the womb. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine a generation where the church partners with the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. from the moment that that they find out they're pregnant and Mm -hmm. starts asking, who is this child and what can I speak over them? Mm, That's powerful. Because it matters in the womb. It Mm -hmm. does affect them. Jesus, I mean, the Lord even took Jesus, Mary, of the mm-hmm. first trimester into a safe place with Elizabeth, who believed yeah. what was going on out mm-hmm. of uh, where she was going to be, you know, oh, yeah. with misunderstood. doubt, misunderstood. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he said, in the first trimester, we're going to send you to Elizabeth to rest because the Hebrews mm-hmm. believed in, in the first trimester to rest. Mm-hmm. That rest was really important. important and the yeah. Lord did that for her and sent her to Elizabeth mm-hmm. with the little John the Baptist baby who also believed, you know, sure. and was filled with the Holy Spirit. And God did that for Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's just a blueprint of like, hey, this is really important. Yeah. And even to that point, can you imagine a generation that's raised up from mm-hmm. the point of when you're a seed, mm-hmm. your your family speaking over who you are? Mm-hmm. Wow. And we've I've seen that and done that and seen those kids step into that. Did that with my own daughter you know, and just the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit in them. And when the father reads the Bible over the baby when they're pregnant, that, those children, because Arthur Burke does, has done this for 30 years, those children obey the father. Mm-hmm. They're looking for the father's voice and touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It'd be I, an incredible generation. Oh, no, 100%. <laughs> and when children grow up, and, you know, there there are times where, you know, their their belief in what was deposited in them may be challenged, mm-hmm. especially growing into their teenage yes. years. They start thinking, <laughs> you know, I was a punk teenager. <laughs> but, <laughs> but my mother from from the womb, really, yeah, from the womb, because she had a miscarriage before me. And then she said, okay. Lord, like, you know, uh, she, she says, if you give me another and she had a moment with the Lord where she surrendered the baby. And she asked the Lord, like, you know, and she had this kind of like a Hannah kind of experience with the Lord. And then growing up, there's been prophetic words and she's prayed and she's always, you know, Mm. but then, you know, 
I grew up I, I, as a young kid. I love the Lord. I love listening to worship music and all this stuff. And then in high school, I went nuts, right? Yeah. But at 19 years old, the Lord came down and he captured my heart in a desperate and needy place. Yeah. And he was pursuing me and he was seeking after me. So there's even just something about, even as a child, as you pour in and your mm-hmm. prayers and your and the word that you invest and that mm-hmm. you deposit, it's not going to return void. Yes. And I just, may, may children never rebel. May children, because they don't need yeah. to. They don't yeah. need to. You, you know, they don't need to in high school and all that. They don't have to. Yeah. But we can be confident that like what you've deposited is sure and it's gonna come back and and that deposit is real and so don't be scared if they're getting a little off or they're questioning things because the seed you sow in the water god is Mm -hmm. gonna that that child is gonna go go back to the ways that you taught them Mm -hmm. you know and i've just seen that time and time again as well you know that's even a test of faith for us as parents like me too oh yeah that was me and so um I think what I would love to do as we close out this podcast, okay. pray however you feel led to pray, but let's just come into agreement and prayer together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Lord is opening up some people's eyes right now mm-hmm. about just the importance of children, the uh, the validity of children being able to hear mm-hmm. the voice of God, yeah. being a vital part of the household, being a vital part of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And even there, you know, there may even be some pastors and leaders, you know, watching Mm -hmm. this right now that are getting stirred and getting provoked, Mm -hmm. you know, to put more attention on the children and and to and to really just like in the beginning of the podcast, what you're talking about, incorporating the family and incorporating children and and adults together. Mm -hmm. And so however you feel led to pray, but let's agree together. And yeah, that'd be awesome. Lord, I just pray that you would wash our minds and our eyes of any false thinking or structures we've set up that don't go with your heart for kids. And I just pray just a boldness and bravery and peace to step out, um, to, to do something different, to let the kids be in the service. I I thank you for both. I thank you for kids Sunday school. I thank you for time parents get to be in church and just receive for themselves. But I thank you for the coming together. Thank I you. thank you for the turning of hearts to come together and the generations being together and learning from each other. Just pray for boldness um, to step out and give it a chance. And even in the mess, thank when you. it's a little bit messy sometimes or we, we, we don't control what's going on, that, that there would just be trust that this is your heart, Lord, and I'm just going to follow you. And I just pray for the church, Lord, that we would really grasp your heart for kids, that we would let the children come, that we would bring them into your presence, that they could encounter you, that they, we would learn from them how to receive the kingdom of God because we won't enter the the kingdom. It says they will never enter if we don't learn to receive like them. So I thank you, God, for children that teach us, that they teach us really value, valuable things. They are a treasure. Open our eyes to see that. In Jesus' name. We just thank you, Lord, for every single child. I thank you, Father, for the parents that feel fatigued. I thank you for the parents Mm -hmm. that feel wore out. I thank you for the parents that are listening to this right now that feel overwhelmed in this Mm -hmm. season with the responsibilities of life, with maybe their their jobs and and being a parent, and then on top of that, serving in church and the things that they're doing. Lord, I just thank you for times of refreshing to come in your presence. And I thank you for a new lens through which to see life, uh, to see the gospel, to see their families, to see the, the, the reason why they do what they do. And I just thank you, Lord, for a recalibration. I thank you for a recentering. And I thank you for a refreshing of your Holy Spirit right now in Jesus' mighty name. And may every child be awakened 
to their identity, be yes. awakened to the giftings that you gave them that you will never revoke. And I thank you, God, that that you are raising up family units mm-hmm. um, that that operate together in the love of God and the power of the spirit and that we would serve the Lord together as a family. And they are mm-hmm. bringing that revelation to the bride. You're bringing that revelation, to the pastors, you're bringing that revelation, to the leaders, you're bringing that revelation, to the mother and fathers and grandparents and people all over the world. And so Lord, we just thank you. May your kingdom come. Yes. May your will be done on earth yes. as it is in heaven for the family unit, for the bride of Christ. I thank you, Lord, for resources arising. I thank you for more voices arising. I thank you, God, for individuals that will be bold, like Julie prayed, to, to do something different and new outside of what maybe culture is saying is good or not or what people think. And so, Father, we thank you and we bring this before you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Oof, amen. <laughs> Oh, Julie, I love you. I love your heart and your husband, Aaron, as well. You guys both are like a power team. So much experience in kids ministry. You're raising your daughter so well. And so um, how could people follow your ministry as well as, um, you know, um, your podcast as well, Turn the Hearts? My podcast is on Apple and Spotify. Just Turn the Hearts. And um, on Instagram, it's Turn the Hearts. And my Facebook, Julie Richardson. Okay. um, That. I just talk about my podcast on that too. So <laughs> so like Julie Richards Theater, Turn the Hearts <laughs> yeah. on Instagram, but it's also on Spotify yes. and Apple Podcasts. Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. put all the links in the description section so people could cool. tap into that. But Julie, thank it's you. awesome hanging out with you. And thank you for having thank me. You for, yeah, thank you for coming on. <laughs> A lot of fun. And so for those who are watching or listening right now, thank you so much for tuning in to Awaken Podcast. Make sure to subscribe rate and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they could be blessed, they could be strengthened, they could be awakened with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Bless you, and I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours. 
you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in his glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you.